Hey, good morning, everybody. It is April 2nd, 2023. I'm Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc, and you are live with me here across all my social platforms. And uh, I always start off by asking you to put comments in so I know you're there and where you are uh, in the world. I know we have viewers literally from all over the world, and uh, everyone's got a little different take on retail. But if you are a physical retailer looking for how to grow your sales or increase your business, I certainly hope you check out retaildoc.com. That's where you can find more about me, or certainly my YouTube channels, or uh, Twitter, or my podcast. Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. So I just got back from New York City. I spent uh, my birthday there. I turned 65. Thank you for the almost 400 uh, well wishes. I really appreciate that. that was very nice. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. And, uh, you know, I started out when I was uh, in high school and I my first job was as a janitor at a dry cleaning store. And I could not have imagined the life that I lead now based on what I was seeing at the time because I just didn't have much vision. I decided to become a conductor because I thought that would be fun. But uh, to put myself through college, I ended up selling uh, footwear. And uh, those of you who know, uh, I I did put myself through college selling men's shoes for an awful long time and then moved on to selling cowboy clothes. And uh, then I left and became the retail doc and all of those kind of things. So, uh, But it's funny, I never would have thought that I would be where I am today or the skills that I developed then would be helping me now. And I imagine that's true for many of you as well. So do me a favor. Hey, Margo, glad you're here today, as well as John. And remember, you do have to uh, allow StreamYard. It's just a privacy setting on your your uh, browser to just allow comments. So uh, before commenting, it might get a little, might get a little message there. But, um, you know, I, uh, my big thing was when I was a kid, we would go to a buffet a couple of times a year and I would, the best part of it was I get those little green Andes mints. Do you, anybody remember those? Because uh, that was really special because we didn't go out to dinner. And so when I go to New York City, and I go to New York City a lot, as you may know, why do I go there? I'm going to stay at the, this time I stay at the Essex house. I'm going to stay at the best place I can. I'm going to eat the best restaurants I can. And I'm going to go shopping at places that I never could have imagined I could go shopping. Why do I do that? Because I find things like this. This was a uh, a green uh, one size fits all kind of a you can't see it today for some reason I have a giant head I don't know what that is about but somehow this is what we got today and uh, and I saw it at Nordstrom and uh, as I'm going to pull it out and I'm looking at this color it's very bright green I'm sure Stacy or uh, Heidi will tell me what they think um, uh, I started to pull it out and the guy's like, oh, I go, what, you know, do you have this in a large? He goes, well, you know, it's one size fits all. And I put it back and Tad, the salesman goes, just try it on. It might fit. I, it goes, we just got in. I don't know uh, what it's like. And I tried it on. I was like, I love it. It's soft. It's comfortable. It's awesome. I would have never found this online. This is what the conceit of so many people is, that people are going to walk in and tell you, uh, yes, I'm looking for a bright green, a roll top, uh, uh, men's long sleeve, well, a unisex long sleeve uh, shirt um, that could be put on either way and it looks great. No one's going to do that. And yet, and yet, when I go into stores, I, I hear people, can I help you find something? Oh, I'm just looking. Well, let me know if you need anything because we don't know what we're looking for. I did not come in going, I'm looking for a green shirt, much less at this price point. 
So the opportunity for you is to think, what skills did you have when you were first uh, starting out in retail? You were curious, you were interested, you were opening your heart to the world, you were you didn't know better to get jaded. You know, let me know if you need anything. I'm gonna be bored over here, hating my life and saying retail sucks. And yet there are great retailers out there, which is why I go to a nice store in New York City who actually enjoy serving the public. Do your employees actually enjoy serving the public? Do you actually enjoy working with your employees? Because the only way that retail works is if you take care of your employees, they take care of customers. I can't tell you how many times I see little post-it notes on a POS system, smile. Remember to thank them and ask for their loyalty card. It's like, really, do you think that matters past the first time they saw it? Of course not. If you aren't invested in the process, why should they? Does that ring true for you? Give me a yes or no. Type in there. Let me know you're there. Let me know you're out there. Give me a thumbs up. Let me know. Give me a why. You like that? Yeah, I knew you'd like the color, Stacey. This is an amazing color. Uh, good topic. I'm glad. Thank you very much, Bon. I appreciate that very much. Uh, uh, thank you. And uh, I don't even... Good, good, good. So, um, you know, I, I one of the things that I decided a long time ago is my goal is to make somebody else's day. That when I'm going to be interfacing with somebody in a grocery store or a taxi or you name it, I'm going to find out something that's going to be interesting. And when I was at the Essex house, it was no different than uh, this woman on the elevator. She's uh, going down and she's holding all of her jackets. And I said, shouldn't you have those on? Because it was like this in the 30s. Uh, couple days ago shouldn't you have those on and she laughs goes i don't want to put them on till i'm out because i'm from california i go i'm from california and i go where from she goes oh i'm uh southern california oh well i grew up you know in in long beach my first client was newport beach goes corona del mar which is right next to newport beach and i said uh i forget how we got into it exactly but she was talking about she was oh right that night she was going to go to the Yankees game and she was going to be warm, had to dress for the warmth. And I go, I love the Yankees. Uh, there was a really famous uh, uh, sports lawyer there in Corona del Mar. She was Horst. Oh, so clearly we had this nice little moment going down the elevator. Did I have to sell her anything? No, but we had a great little moment of we had connection. And yesterday when I was in line, uh, this young woman, uh, on the, I had to get cider vinegar and on the top, they'd put a little coupon and she goes, Oh, you get a dollar off for that. And there's recipes there on the top. She was just, we were just playing along. And I go, that's important because I was wondering what could I make with vinegar today? Maybe a cake or blueberry muffin. She laughed. She goes, you were a gift in my line today. Thank you. Why aren't we doing that for everybody? Because you have to practice these skills. You can't suddenly put this new idea like, oh, I'm going to be energetic and I'm going to be welcoming people when I'm at work. And then I'm just going to be a sourpuss when I'm not, right? You have to model it. That's my point to you today. You have to go out and engage the world and expect they're going to be good. And you know what? I find they always are. If you agree with that, give me a yes. Let me know. Give me a why. Let me know you're out there. Let me know you are typing in because unless you do, of course, the algorithms are sleeping and we need those algorithms all the time, all the time, even if you're talking about vinegar. All right. I have a few questions here today and uh, I don't think any of them will take an awful long time to get to, but uh, Bryce says, I own a toy store. We got a very generous vendors that offer free demos, but sometimes I feel like it overwhelms my staff 
or by the time they learn about a toy, we've sold through it. I'm trying to go bigger on a few uh, different lines and instead of ordering a case of so many different items, but mainly going on it as a theory without any data to back it up. What are your thoughts about trying to commit to fewer lines or ordering bigger versus smaller orders with lots of different vendors and products? Bryce, so uh, I will tell you, I bought a game for my family uh, reunion four years back called Splick It. You probably know it. I would have never bought that except that at uh, Puffer Bellies, uh, they took the time to show it to me. She goes, it's really, I go, ah, I don't want to learn a game. She goes, this is an easy game for you. <laughs> she goes, you don't have to learn that much. It's real simple. You do this and this and this, and then that's it. Anyone can join in, young or old. It's just funny, and you'll have a good time. Took it to the to the reunion. Great. Uh, she says that's one of their most popular games. I think it's really important that you don't need thousands of games where your employees have to uh, become overwhelmed. I totally get that. You know, I used to be in the coffee business. <clears throat> if you ever saw uh, Showtime's Weeds, uh, we were the coffee that Mary Louise Parker was carrying around with her. A little hard to explain to your franchisees why it's great branding that you're Coffee company is about a mom selling coffee, selling uh, cannabis. Uh, but, you know, hey, what do you got to do? In any event, it was hard for them to hold all those recipes in their head all the time. So we would always train them. These are the 10 most important. And then we go to the next 20. And I think it's the same thing in a toy store. There's got to be your anchors, your evergreens that every day you could sell this left and right. And having a few different ones all the time. You know, the reality is your vendors are generous. Ask them. That's why I would turn around, ask them and say, what works best for other stores? Ask them because they're your partners and your salespeople should be able to tell you that. Uh, but I am not a big believer in saying we need everything because if I need everything, I'll probably get that somewhere else. And then Target's going to buy it for their holiday shop or they're going to cut the price in half and you're going to be bemoaning, oh, it's so unfair. Instead, maybe you're not going to pick the things that those guys will, but your staff is so well trained and they love it that they can make it easy. I hope that helps. Uh, Susan, what's the number one thing you appreciate during your sojourn in New York for my 39th birthday? Nice, Susan. Uh, I think the thing I appreciated was seeing people who enjoy waiting on people. That's that simple. I enjoyed seeing people who enjoyed it, whether I was in a restaurant, whether I was in a high-end restaurant, I was in a cafe, whether I was in a museum, whether I was at a Broadway show, saw Camelot, uh, whether I was... Um, Talking to the doorman, they were out and enjoying it. And you know, New York City went through 9-11. They went through uh, COVID. And if anybody has a right to be bitter and nasty, it would be all those people. But you know what I got the sense of? They appreciated being in the service of others. And if they can do it, I think everybody should be able to do it. Meg, what's the best way to introduce a few new lines into my boutique that might have higher price points than I've carried in the past? I'm still carrying inventory at a lower price point, but I feel I'm missing the tourist market. That's interesting. I don't know about why the tourist market would spend more money, but that's great. The main thing, if you're going to sell higher price merchandise, you better merchandise it um, small, uh, not so jammed together. Luxury is about space. It's about exclusivity. It's about going to be about lighting. It's going to be about messaging. And more impo most importantly, it's going to be about your training for your employees, how to engage someone before the merchandise, they pick up the merchandise. If you think the merch can do the job, it can't. So make sure that you are well-trained, which brings me to Tiffany's story. What's your SalesRx sprint? Uh, as you know, I talk about SalesRx every time. Why do I do it? Because we're selling uh, training and success to people all around the world, literally. 
We have a sprint coming up, which means you get four extra weeks of group coaching calls direct with me live. And that seems to help an awful lot of people stay accountable. You know, a lot of people are afraid of training people. Oh, I'm afraid if I train them, they'll leave. And I always say, well, what if you don't train them and they stay? That's your two options. And uh, for the amount of money it costs you to have a monthly subscription, if you don't make that up in the first couple of months, then there's a lot wrong that um, isn't a matter of the sales training. It's about something in the culture. So once you get into SalesRx, you find that the culture actually changes. People talk to each other better and differently. And that's really necessary if, in Meg's case, you're going to be selling more expensive items. Hope that helps. And by the way, while I'm live, if you have a question, you can type it in and I will look at the comments below. So uh, don't forget you can do that. Uh, Melinda, what to do if somebody falls in your store? Well, you always call medical help right away. Don't assume responsibility. Obviously, you want to get them cared for uh, and take pictures for uh, them. You don't want to, um, you know, hopefully you're going to make sure that if something happens, you have your little yellow things. You know, if there's a, a leak or something that lets people know the floor is wet or those other things, you have to train people what to do in that case. But most importantly, get an incident report going. Who was there? Get witnesses. And uh, if necessary, call your, uh, you know, medical providers and alert your lawyer. Hopefully nothing will happen, but if it does, be prepared. Roberta says, how to handle an employee that does not take correction or work well with others. Roberta, is this person married to you? <laughs> That's all that comes to mind because uh, this is not a family person, unless it's a family person where you can't fire your mom or your dad or you can't fire your daughter. Um, why in the world are you keeping somebody that doesn't take correction or doesn't work well with others? And if that's the case, then have them do book work or sort things in the back or become a janitor until they want to get their act together. Why would anyone put up with that, Roberta? I have no idea. Sorry. Bob. Uh, wow, I can think of five right off the bat because it's baseball season. I got that. Thank you very much. If you're trying to raise your net promoter score and your scores combined with a pharmacy, how do you win over the customer if you do not hit a pain point? For example, if the parking lot is dirty, a typical customer would be upset already entering the store before they even get to the pharmacy. Or the pharmacy sees the customer first and upsets the customer. How does the front end win over the customer to achieve their satisfaction? How do you win back the customer if you know what I mean? That's a lot to unpack, Bob. Uh, I think, you know, look, you control what you can control. If somebody is coming in, you do the best job you can. If they're really upset, you could say, how's your day going? You know, if they're closed off and they're, and they're like, oh, I went outside and your, you know, your, your parking lot is dirty and I hate that. It's like, oh, well, we'll get right on that. I'm sorry. We'll make that better. You know, always give them a chance to tell you. But the key to all of it is just to make sure, control what you can control. And, you know, net promoter score, I'm not a big fan of. I think it's um, you're going to get people who either really like, I hate your guts and I'll never be back. Or like, oh, you gave me a discount and I'm really happy. It's that middle people like me who I will not fill out a, um, I will not go online and enter a survey. That's neat. Although I will tell you at the Essex house, uh, now those of you are still with me in 15 minutes when I was there. So, you know, obviously I travel a lot. So when I checked in, I go, oh, you know, do you have any upgrades available? She goes, oh, we do. And, uh, you know, go to the room. I go to the room and it's a nice junior suite. It's great, but it faces the interior of an old building. So it's got three windows, but they face bricks. 
and uh, go out for the day and come back and it's late and um, try to sleep and it's got noise in the shaft. So uh, the next morning I have to leave early out the whole day. I go, damn it, I never spoke to the front desk. So that night it's noisy. And uh, so the next morning on checkout, I just said, can I see the front desk manager? And she came out and I said, you know, um, I'm just really surprised you would upgrade your elite customers to a room that uh, had noise like that. She goes, we have people all over the world and um, uh, they don't seem to mind. And I said, well, it might be nice, you know, just to tell somebody, hey, this might have noise for you. Or that might be a problem. She goes, well, we'll note it on your record. I will never be back at six house. Thank you very much. The right answer would have been like, oh, we will. We'll look at that. I'm sorry about that. But no, it was like, no, most people don't have a problem with it. How would you upgrade people that has no view and has noise? I don't get that. But there you go, Essex House, if you're watching. There you go. Final question. Carrie, a vendor I've been carrying for a long time just started selling on QVC. Do you think that will help or hurt sales? Carrie, I can tell you that Hammett Handbags, one of our very best sales customers, Tony Drockton, has been on H on QVC a number of times. And it doesn't hurt his brand. But of course, he's not selling it at a discount. He's selling it at full price. And his merchandise is several hundred dollars. So uh, I think it certainly can help. And I would certainly be the first one to put a little sign out, you know, as seen as QVC, but you can pick it up here, et cetera. So let me know how that works for you, Carrie. I'm going to go take a quick look through any questions you might have. And uh, if you do, certainly feel free to uh, add in right now. Matthew is asking me, Is labor getting any better? As at Macy's yesterday with one person in the shoe department and six people deep at the register. It looks like stores are cutting hours again. I don't know if there's cutting. I don't know that they are uh, uh, cutting uh, hours as much as uh, they are, you know, they realize, well, we were able to get away with this. And so why do we need to change it? You know, uh, the CEO is leaving, who's been with Macy's for 40 years. I hope they get somebody in there that can put the customer first, like Macy's, uh, you know, should and was at one time. But it, when it comes down to it, I think you really have to look at um, people are voting with their feet. And if we're coming into stores and we're not going to be helped, you're going to be letting customers look somewhere else. So I think for everybody, if you're in the physical retail world just understand what the pain point is that if i can't get somebody to help me if i go through and the person is not knowledgeable or interesting or adding to my uh shopping experience i'm going to go somewhere else and when i go somewhere else that's their opportunity to brand my butt with their logo and in the case of a of a macy's or some of your smaller boutiques you've already had their inclination. They stayed with you through the pandemic. Why aren't you excelling at this? And don't tell me it's hard to find people. It has always been hard to find people. I hired grown men and women at $2.10 an hour back in the 80s. Don't tell me it's hard. Or like the hot tub uh, uh, founder who I was speaking at an event and, and the, uh, some of the dealers were complaining about the pricing and he goes, excuse me, he goes, I founded this business when credit card rates were 24% interest rate. Don't tell me it's tough. It's always been tough. Retail is always tough. Business is always tough. Always got to learn new things. I'm learning all kinds of new things on, on the back end of Retail Doc. We just had to refilm everything in SalesRx. Why? Because technology had changed and we want to look like we're part of 2023, not something from 
20, whenever the last time we had updated it in 2017, a lot changes then. But the evergreen nature of how do we engage a stranger, discover the shopper and sell merchandise hasn't changed. Unless you build enough rapport to make me trust you, you don't earn the right to sell the merchandise and the merchandise can't sell itself. So there you go. We are at 20 minutes, just where I wanted to be. I don't see any uh, any other questions here, but I will ask you, what's your number one thing you took away from spending 20 minutes with the retail doc today? Enter it in there, please, in comments. Always takes a little bit for me to see it, but just enter it in there. What's one thing you got out of being with me today? Because you've invested 20 minutes in me. I want to know, what did you get out of it? What's one thing you got out of today? Besides the fact of how great my green shirt looks. There you go. I know that. There you go. What's one thing you got out of it? Oh, Connie, you're you're snowy in Minnesota. Ooh, that's not good. Mandy, more space for better brands. Exactly. Don't treat them like they are mass market and give them some space and give them uh, more in your merchandising as well. Uh, Calvin, greetings from South Africa. Great topic. All righty. <laughs> it's always been tough. Exactly. Give me a break. Insight. Thank you, Calvin. I appreciate that. Anyone else? I don't want to stay here too long, but that's what it always comes down to is trying to get the idea of what got you to spend time with me today. Because unless you try to unpack it and ask the brain, oh, what did we learn today? And pull something out, you're likely to forget it. And I don't want that for you. So with that in mind, remember the sales rec start, sprint starts on uh, April 20th. You can sign up at salesrx, S-A-L-E-S-R-X.com anytime between now and then. And you'll be part of that group. It's that simple. No, and I don't give you a discount on it. That's not who I uh, am. Stacy says, a great reminder, we decide the day we have and life is more interesting when we see it as another person. Exactly. Uh, it's not labor agreed. It's always been tough. That's exactly it. Christina, the better brand advice. Excellent. Good morning. Hey, Lou. All right. Excellent. All right. With that in mind, thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. And uh, your infectious positive energy. That's the best way to leave, Margo. Thanks very much. So I will see you at the beginning of May. In the meantime, just remember, we're about as happy as we make our minds up to be. And I will see you throughout the month on all of my status updates. Thanks so much. Bye.